You are experiencing HR After Dark, made for leaders, HR pros, and those that make people their business. Hosted by Jada Willis and produced by JER HR Group. All the talent, recruiting, and HR solutions you'll ever need. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis. I am so pumped about our podcast guest, Janine Bolin is a serial solopreneur since the age of 10. So she is the owner of the Eight Gates LLC, which produces four podcast programs, a radio show, 15 online coaching classes, and markets 12 of her books. So lots of free time here. Please welcome Janine. Thank you so much, Jada. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the thing after, you know, just reading through some of the materials and even your LinkedIn profile. Wow. So you have so much knowledge when it comes to business, <laughs> business, people, processes. I mean, you are a wealth of knowledge. And so I guess just tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay. So let me start really quick with the fact that my father was in the Navy. And so in 1969, I was raised in southern Japan in a little place called Sasebo, which isn't so little now, but at the time it was considered the sticks uh, at that period of time. We then were transferred to a small island called Eleuthera in the Bahamas for my middle school. And then I had the biggest culture shock of my life. And that was when my dad and my mother decided they would want to retire from the military to southern Missouri, a small town called Donovan in the sticks of the ding, 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 ding. ding. And I felt like I had died. And so one of those things was get me out of this as fast as possible went to college, became an analytical biochemist, and I worked in the pharmaceutical industry for about 15 years. Now, I always had a side gig, okay? That's the new common term. People used to say, I moonlighted. I used to moonlight, which means you have two jobs going at once. And I was like, no, I'm a business owner. So you have to realize this whole solopreneur thing is wonderful. I feel like, oh, everybody's come to my party. I used to dream about this, like running into all these entrepreneurs and all these wonderful people online. But it took time for the digital technology to catch up with a lot of the visionaries that were running around. So I used to be one of those people that was called an audio blogger back in 2003. I had this, they didn't know what to call it. Was it a blog? No, we were doing radio shows. What was it? And it wasn't until 2012 where we were called podcasters. So it's taken some time for people to catch up with what we enjoyed doing. You are a trailblazer (laughs) through and through. That's what you are. So everyone, you finally invited all of us to the party. Thank Yay. you. I love being here. I love having all the people with us. And then what I love most is I love watching people who are younger than me taking mm-hmm. off with the technology and doing doing the craziest stuff with it. And I'm like, go, go, go. I feel like I'm a cheerleader now because they're way faster than I am. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I just cheer them on because it's like, I always envisioned this sort of collaborative space and it was very difficult. It was like walking through mm-hmm. mud, trying to oh, get people to understand what it meant to truly collaborate. Whereas the millennials and the Gen Zers and all the other labels that people have out there, you guys have it on lock. You guys are like hardwired for this. And I'm like, woo, you know, I'm just very happy. Very happy at this phase of my life. 
<laughs> I think you have mastered uh, doing something that you love and, and getting paid for it. So yes, yes, I have. Yeah. And, and one of the things I think is perfect timing because I've been meeting with several CEOs recently and it's kind of neat. They're saying the same thing. How do I create the time to think? How do I, and that really what they're saying is I need to work on the business, right? And, and one of the things that you actually are a subject matter expert on is, is really nurturing the business and from your perspective in just four hours a week. I really want to learn about this. Okay. For starters, you have to have a very strong vision on where you want your company to go. And I always have people, and this sounds so lame. It sounds intensely lame. So I'm just going to say that right up the front. But if you don't know why you're in business, I can't help you. It is so important. And I know you hear this from every marketing professional that, you know, you have to have a why, what's your story? I don't want your story. I just want you to be crystal clear in your vision on why are you in business? And a lot of people, the best they can come up with when I start working with them is I want to help people. Well, that's brilliant. You could pick up trash in your local park and you would be helping people. And I'm, I'm not belittling that. I'm saying, look, you could be, so why did you choose to be an entrepreneur? Because one of the things you've got to know about being an entrepreneur is you are doing something insane. You are crazy pants. You need, you're certifiably insane when you decide to become an entrepreneur. And this is why you do something crazy. The rest of society does not understand. And that is you sacrifice security for freedom. Mm. Oof. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur as well. And so that resonates with me for sure. <laughs> because I, there are so many people that said I was crazy. And now, you know, I've, I've just built a, a seven figure HR consulting firm. And so like, but it sounds so easy, doesn't it? Like I just, it's like, click my fingers and I got there. Absolutely no. But <laughs> there's so much to this, right? And so it is what you're saying of working on the business. But I mean, like, it's so hard to get to that point. Do you find it's really difficult? Well, every time I've run a new business, I have a system that I use. And that's one of the things is I'm a very much a systems based person. And if you are not in control of your boss, that will be a problem. And who's your boss? And people will say, well, I'm the boss. And I'm like, oh, no, you are not the boss. Because you have sparkly, shiny object syndrome that we all know we do. And some people are like, well, I have ADD. And I said, well, we didn't even have those labels back when I was running business. What's my problem, right? You know, it's like, we're crazy because we're entrepreneurs, all right? You can use whatever labeling you want to describe to it. But your boss is your calendar. And are you time blocking the way you need to be time blocking? And if you are not, then that is your problem. You need to take it up with your boss. And so when entrepreneurs say, I need time to think, I'm like, have you time blocked time to think? If you have not time blocked that, I cannot help you. My time blocking for thinking is 5 a.m. to 5.30. Sometimes I'll push wow. it to six. That's the thing, though. I have a lifestyle that most people would look at and just go, oh, my God, I could never do that. I'm like, exactly. So go be an entrepreneur your way. However, there are certain behaviors you're required to have. Now, I get up pretty much every morning at 3, 3.30. It depends on what's going on. I wake, I wake up at 3 or 3.30. And then I work until five and that's the end of my day. And people are like, that is insane. I could never work like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you consider it work. I am meeting people all over the globe. I'm having meetings with people that are the most 
creative, generous geniuses I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. I'm working on projects I love. I'm writing books. I'm teaching classes. I'm all over the place. I'm having the time of my life here. What? This is fun. This is fun. And like, if you think about it, it's kind of like the rule of thumb of why is it so hard to wake up in the morning for your, your job whenever you're on vacation and you automatically wake up early, right? It's the mentality of if it's for fun, if it's for you, then it's it's a natural, like you're eager to get out of bed, like quite literally. But mm-hmm. if not, you view it as work, then you're like, oh, I get a drag there. But I mean, so so you're spot on. Okay, so... The time blocking. What else is in your your secret sauce? My secret sauce is this, is I know the type of life I want to have. I have had so many near-death experiences, and that was before I was the age of 21. And it wasn't because I was a a seeking it out. It was I just happened to be in certain countries at a certain time, and being a female and blonde hair and blue-eyed, sometimes it was not a good thing. And, you know, so there were a lot of times where where things Mm -hmm. were happening around me. So I learned very quickly that uh, life is truly a gift. You hear that a lot, but I know it. (laughs) Let me just say, I know it to my bones and that every day is like, I wake up and I go, look at this. I get another day. It's, you know, bonus day, right? Because there were many times where I could not, I would very conceivably have been it. Like you would not have this conversation with me. So having that kind of mindset, kind of makes you a little crazy relative to the rest of society. <laughs> you can say that, but, or it actually frames perspective and helps you to really define that, that vision. And so I know what kind of life I want. And in 2015, I had a 30 year marriage that ended and bookended. Mm-hmm. And I call him my husband. Hey, I had 30 years with the guy. I got four kids. I mean, this guy rocks. Okay. So I'm not going to, that's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. But uh, after that, in 2015, it was like, okay, so who is this Janine Bolin without the dyad? Who is this Janine Bolin? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And the eight gates was yeah. born. Mm hmm. And so I started moving at that point toward where I am now. Did you feel like those specific challenges really helped you with the coaching, the teaching of, of leaders, people, everything? Like, have, what, have, what have these challenges done for you? Well, I don't know what you mean by challenges because I have speed bumps in my life and I have events that occur. But for me, I'm so solutions oriented. It's like, I know somebody out there has the solution. I'm going to go after it. Um, One of the things was in 2015, my my mindset shifted. I was no longer a problem solver. I Mm. became a solutions oriented person. So I'm a system specialist. And that is what I do. I help people with systems. People love me for my quote, quote, brain because I'm always thinking in terms of systems. Well, that goes all the way back to when I was a pharmaceutical analytical biochemist. I was working with automation robotics when we had RS-232 cables and we were programming in quick basic. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Um, No, I just, I just feel like with, how the world has transitioned even after the, after the pandemic, you know, we can, we can, you know, get into all that dissected, but I just, I think that people have evolved and changed and I like your mindset of being solution focused, but there are some people that are just very stuck. And 
I want to know, and I'm curious to know, what is your advice to them? Uh, to the people who are stuck, usually uh-huh. the folks who are stuck don't come to me. They have other people that they go to. But if they happen to come into my world in some way, yeah. um, I always let them know, okay, you're standing at a crossroad. So you can continue to stand at the crossroad, but I highly recommend pick a feature and move forward with it in whatever way. And they're like, but what if it's wrong? I'm like, you'll learn that pretty quickly. So move forward. You have to fail faster. You hear this all the time. What is a successful person? Look at you, Jada, this insanely successful person sitting in front of me. Well, it was all roses and ice cream, right? Absolutely not. We failed a lot. You and I, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of, there were so much stuff I've tried that was just epic fails, like down burning in flames, the airplanes going epic epic failures, Mm -hmm. epic failures, $30,000, just flush it, you know, right? (laughs) Because (laughs) it was that bad of a failure. But at the same time, did we stay down going, oh my gosh, I'm the worst person in the world. I'll never succeed at anything. No, we saw it for what it was. Well, that didn't work. Now that may have taken 72 hours and a a quart of Haagen-Dazs ice cream and a lot of calling your friends. But the biggest thing is you move past it. And so Mm -hmm. for people who are stuck, I want you to realize that sometimes in order to get out of the mud, you have to take your shoes off. You're going to have to leave those shoes behind and you have to walk out barefooted. Yeah. And as we, as we, I love that, leave your shoes behind. I think you should actually explain that. So if I was, I can infer so much, but what do you mean by that? Well, I remember running around on a lot of islands. Okay. My father was in the Navy. And so I got to be all over the globe. And one of the things that was very difficult for me in the United States was having to always wear shoes. I had to wear shoes everywhere. I was an island child. I was used to running around barefoot. I had calluses on my feet that most working people would be find enviable. You know, I could put my yeah. calluses and my feet up against their hands any day, right? So that's, the, that's what I mean is um, just depending upon where in the world you are uh, and how you're operating, sometimes you are attached to a thing, a mindset, a perspective that has to be released before you can move forward. That's what Mm. I mean. Can we give, Janine just did a mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely the truth. And going to be the key to, you know, really ultimate success, whatever that means for that individual person, it's going to be able to let go of the things that no longer serve you. That maybe are even keeping you back, keeping, holding you back from what's next in your life. I didn't expect to go down that path in this podcast, but I don't know. You, you are just an interesting and dynamic human being that I want to explore so many different topics. And I really have to keep it to this condensed bundle right now. And so I guess as we're transitioning to more of the the close of the, the podcast, I want to ask you about your coaching classes, your just the classes that you have, the courses. Tell me more about what you're offering to the world. I have four different demographics that my production company serves. We help authors who have a message, but currently it's a mess. So what we do is we take your mess and we make it into a message. 
And that's what my virtual book tour coaching is all about for author podcasting. There's another demographic that I serve with the thriving solopreneur, the four hour week system, which is what you were kind enough to let me uh, chat a little bit about today. And that demographic is people who, st- who are just starting business and I help them with their systems-based technologies and not really so much software, but helping them decide what is the appropriate way for them to systematize their business because a lot of times they try to do it all themselves and they don't realize that they're, they could triple their business if they just hired a VA, right? So those are the sorts of things I help them with. The third demographic is the ones that I have a lot of fun with, and that is my woo-woo crowd, as I like to argue. I'm a shaman and a scientist Ooh. and a sacred clown. And so I work with 16 different Native American uh, nations and have had the opportunity and, and the delight to be able to work with them. It's because of my global uh, perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. I've worked with so many different types of shamans from all over the world that uh, I'm asked in on a lot of ceremonies and stuff. And so I have the practical mystics, and that's one of my fun uh, people to go with. And then there's the white glove broadcasting, which is how I help folks that have lots of money, have no time, and we, my production company builds out podcasts and radio shows for them. If you want to be on the cover of Entrepreneur, you know, we can get you on the cover of Entrepreneur, that sort of thing. But that's a very much a white glove service mm-hmm. concierge kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if you're looking for a best friend, but I would like to <laughs> or... well, just buy, <laughs> buy me a cup of coffee, honey. And I'm your best friend. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm on top of it. Um, <laughs> no. And I, and I say that for a multitude of reasons. You do have your hands in, in several different pots. My friend likes to say multiple plates spinning, but they're all, they can all overlap or interconnect with each other. And so it makes sense to me as a, I like to call it multi-passionate entrepreneur, but I really think this is really just the beginning because as I, you know, we're continuing forward from an HR perspective and myself from a leadership perspective, there are so many times when, you know, we're working with small businesses and they don't have the knowledge or even resources to think through some of those basic processing tools. And unfortunately, that's just not our wheelhouse, right? And so I I like that in coming together, just in regards to the podcast, there's going to be synergy in leaving here, and we're going to be able to be a resource to each other. That's the value of this, right? That's what I love about it is the collaboration. I absolutely adore being able to collaborate with incredible people. So yes, I'll definitely jump at that opportunity. Okay. Awesome. There's so much more here. We we're leaving a lot on the table for our listeners. So you know what this means. You just, you're going to have to come back for a part two, part three. I mean, this is, this is going to be a continual guest spot on HR after dark. Are you in? I'm totally in and I'm honored that you would consider me worthy of the time. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So if our listeners are wondering, I mean, how do I contact me? I mean, of course your information will be listed, but really, how do I get in touch? What would you tell them? I'd say the best way is to go to the website, janineboland.com. That's my personal website. And on it, I would say, go to janineboland.com forward slash mute, M-U-T-E. And that's where I will help your listeners by giving them one of these cards because we are now after 2020. Everybody needs a you're on mute card because how many Zoom meetings have you been on where somebody's speaking, you see their lips moving and you feel like you're back in Black Belt Theater 
<laughs> because it's not working. Sure. So I send everybody out that card. That's the way, best way to get a hold of me because then you're invited to my open Friday coffees. I no longer do one-to-ones because I'm a little engaged. However, if people have heard me, I want to I want to reach out to my readers and my listeners. And so that's how I do it. I have an open Friday coffee. We come on with our cups of coffee and people can ask me questions. And yeah. that's how I stay engaged with the communities that I absolutely adore. Oh, I love this. Okay. And you heard it. She didn't say no about this best friend thing. So, uh, but I already took the spot. So everybody else can go to Friday Coffee. And I know I'm going to be a part of that group for sure. I'm checking out the website and we'll definitely be in touch. But thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for being a guest, sharing your time and your knowledge. And I just appreciate it. No problem. It is my pleasure and much success to you and your listeners. Thank you so much. Well, and I'm going to end us with this. I'm challenging all of us and not just because of the time of year, but we're going to do one kind thing for ourselves and one kind thing for someone else.